Okay, kids, Arnold's is proud to present Kenosha, Wisconsin's own Weezer. Oh, <laughs> please try the fish. All right, Scott. So this last week in Austin has been a madhouse. Um, as it is every single year in March, festival season rolls into town and we get South by Southwest, which is just, a lot of people don't understand. They think it's just a music festival, but it's so much more than that. It's um, interactive, it's film, it's gaming, it's educational, it's motivational. It's got everything you can imagine. I mean, shit, I saw this one expo where they literally had tents where you could go and take a nap, and it was called the Napping Expo. They literally had a whole interactive menu focused to people who just like to take naps in tents. They have everything. I mean, what, what are some of the crazier things that you saw this week? Oh, man. It was a rough week. Um... Yeah, uh, the first the first week of South by is like you said, it's the tech stuff and it's it's super white. There's just uh, just lots of uh, bands and stuff and it's just cool. And then the uh, second week is uh, more hip hop oriented and there's a lot of rappers that come into town and that week is fucking nuts. Um, yeah, we had a, a hammock upstairs at our bar that I would sleep in, cause I'd be there from from two to six in the morning. And uh, South by is on Sixth Street in Austin, and everyone just comes down, and every bar has artists that come to it, and it's just up for the pickings from forty different bars and forty different shows and artists to pick from. They all just come onto this these three blocks on Sixth Street. So whenever you talk about South by Southwest, everyone knows that it comes hand in hand with music. But what were some of the um, weirder things that you might have seen that didn't involve music? Anything that stands out? Um, what do you mean though? Like, I mean just really anything that uh, you saw that was a part of the festival that um, just didn't have to do with music at all like any of the cooking or the oh. interactive stuff or the films like i mean have you were you able to indulge on any, any of that i know yeah I, yeah, yeah tell man. me about I, some of it i would like to talk about the effing food yes i would oh, too oh man i would too. i was fat this week i ate so much good food there's just everything to choose from because these they just come from everywhere with their mm -hmm. fucking recipes um, the first day I was there, I had some of the best catfish of my entire life. Um, where is it from? Do you know? I don't even remember, but like, just like, just by looking at these people, I just knew that they knew what the fuck they were doing. And Swamp was, people? Yeah. They were clearly from the bayou and yeah. I knew I was about to get some fucking damn good Cajun ass catfish. I mean, uh, and their, uh, cat food and, uh. Their fries were just insane. Did you just say cat food? Yeah, because I almost said cat food earlier. So catfish food is what you meant. Yeah. Food catfish. that is catfish. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Continue. Um, what the fuck? Sorry, everyone. Sky is very lie. unprofessional and has Siri going in the podcast. I hit it with my elbow. But yeah, so a lot of good uh, food coming in from the Gulf. Anything else? I know I uh, went to see Rachel Ray's unofficial concert, and it was at the very famous Stubbs Barbecue in Austin, Texas. If you're yeah. ever in Austin and you want to know what Texas barbecue tastes like, go down to Stubbs. It's in the middle of downtown, and it's it's always going to be satisfying. But every year, uh, Rachel Ray has her concert. This was the 10th year she's done it. And that's also involved with an interactive thing where she comes out and shares a lot of her recipes. And being in Texas, being South by Southwest, she had barbecue Southwestern style courses. And I mean, it was probably the best Tex-Mex I've ever had in my life. That woman knows what to do. And then on top of that, she gave everyone free Lone Star and a free concert that included Action Bronson, Weezer, and a bunch of other people. But those were the headliners and it was just really cool. And that's one thing I want to uh, make sure people take away from this. If you think that you have to come to South by Southwest and spend a shit ton of money to have fun, that's not the case. Um, many people do believe that you have to get the expensive badges and uh, passes and wristbands to be able to see really big bands, but that's not the case. If you, um, and every Austinite knows this, but you can know this too before. March, and I know it's a little late now, but next year before South by Southwest, just do a little research and search the unofficial parties. The unofficial, uh, they'll have a list, and all these unofficial parties are available to the public. They're available to guests, and a lot of them even include free drinks and free food, among like on top of free parties and free concerts. And it is something that you can totally take advantage of and come out here and just spend money on living in like bored just buy a hotel and buy food and then go to the free concerts and you can have a blast so if anyone's telling you you have to spend a ton of money to come out to austin and have a good time for south by southwest that's simply not the case and tell them they don't they have no idea what the hell they're talking about yeah so dude i'm jealous you got to go to that yeah it was quite amazing weezer put on an amazing performance it's my first time i'd ever saw them And it really reminded me, I mean, they were so big when we were in middle school, and obviously that's like, I've known who Weezer is forever since they were on Guitar Hero. I used to play their stuff. And um, I never really realized how many just grade A hits they have. I mean, it was one after the other. With Say It Ain't So, My Name Is Jonas, uh, um, what's the one, Jody, uh, no, Holly something. Oh, hold on. Buddy Holly? Buddy Holly. I mean, it just was one after the other. They kept going and going, and I knew almost every song, and I forgot that Weezer even wrote half of those songs I was listening to. It was They're so diverse, and they're amazing. They really are. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, there were some shows this week that did not live up to the hype at all, and they caught some major flack. What's Whoa. up? Well, I was working all of South by, so I didn't really get to go to anything, but Mm -hmm. I did see quite a few famous people walking around after their shows, Mm -hmm. and one of them that I saw was Lil Yachty, and I was very curious as to how his went, because I wanted to go, but I was stuck behind the bar. Let me shed some light, because quite opposite of Weezer and how they just 
put on a hell of a show. Which, also let me add, they put on a great show from 3 to 4 in the afternoon. Maybe I'm crazy, but that just doesn't seem like the time slot for a an A-list celebrity or an A-list band like themselves. Yeah. I mean, Yachty went on from 11 to 12, which is considered prime time at yeah. South by Southwest, and Weezer's going on from 3 to 4. I don't know. I, I understand that the second weekend, like you said, Sky, is very rap-oriented, but, I mean, they had Garth Brooks going on at 8 a.m. one day, and yeah. that's just disrespectful. Yeah, that's sad. That's just disrespectful to that man, because he is a country legend, and... It, I mean, you don't put people of that stature on at He's 8 a.m. He's a musician. I mean, <laughs> so let's get into this little Yachty yeah. concert because he opened up for the Migos at the YouTube venue, which was a killer venue. Um, I tried to sneak into it. The security was pack house. I mean, awesome venue. They do a great job over there at YouTube, and it was platinum badge only. But we were able to get the inside, and we were able to uh, see the concert extendedly, and... Little Yachty did not live up to the performance. Um, Austin360 writes in an article that he had trouble keeping up with his own beats and even staying on beat with his own songs. He would barely manage to mumble any of the lyrics into his song. Uh, he would sometimes chime in with the chorus, but they said that most of the mute or most of the singing that was going on was coming from his hype men. Yeah. And he just drugged her on the stage he didn't jump he didn't dance he just kind of you know waddled across the stage and every once in a while would count down three two one yeah. to a to a uh an um more like an up-tempo beat or a beat change or a change in song or change in music and that was it and then other than that it was just his music being played on an aux chord wow Okay, hold on, everybody. Yeah, Let me just shed some insight. Game. Me and Skylar are watching um, March Madness right now. It is the UCLA ranked number three versus Cincinnati number six. It's the second round, and we've just been watching these past five minutes, and in the past five minutes, they went from a tied game at 54 points apiece to UCLA has sprung off with the help of uh, this ball kid, and now they lead by 12 points. That was a that was a beautiful drive right there, baseline drive. Um, but yeah, if y'all um, are watching this game right now, if you want to just tune in, we are at 7 minutes and 3 seconds, 2 seconds, 1, 7, 59, 58, 57 in the second half. So if you would like to link up with us and see what we're seeing, feel free. All right, so let's get back to Yachty. Um, oh. His crew member were the only one, or his crew was the only one singing. He wasn't doing anything, and it actually sparked a controversy within the audience. Between songs, um, somebody yelled from the crowd and said, Yachty, you have no energy. And Yachty comes back at them and says, What do you want me to do, N word? What do you want me to do? You bitch ass N word, you bitch ass N word. What do you want me to do? And got defensive. And proceeded to have this man kicked out of the concert for letting Yachty know that, hey, people paid a lot of money, uh, although you didn't have to, because if you did, you're stupid, but some people did pay a lot of money to come see this concert, and they didn't come see hours. you, they didn't come see you to drag ass. And um, according to the Austin Chronicle, I mean, Austin 360, this went on for 40 minutes of just terrible, terrible performance by Yachty, and so eventually someone let him know, and he got defensive, 
he threatened to fight him right there on the stage. He had him kicked out. And then he proceeded to play his hit song with little to no energy. And this is all, if you just type in uh, Lil Yachty South by Southwest, you can see these videos of the almost fight, of the terrible performance. This is and zombie. You can make a conclusion for yourself. It, it, really, um, it really upsets me because I love true performance. And I think music is an art. And I think the performance of that art is one of the biggest aspects of music. Yeah. And does this show an inclination where maybe, or a decline rather than an incline uh, per se of performance and what is considered performance art these day, these days? Yeah. Are we losing value in that? What's oh, up, yeah. Scott? Oh yeah. What do you think? I mean, every artist just sets the precedent. Like, honestly, like Lil Yachty to me is just one of Chief Keef's babies. Yeah, I agree. I do. Do you think it started with Chief? Dude, I think Chief laid the yellow brick road for fucking lean belly not and caring. not giving a fuck. And not trying. But god damn it, I love him. Chief Keef is literally like my only exception. I know that he is awful live and he's just a studio artist, but he's the ultimate zombie, dude. We've experienced it. He's He's shown up four plus hours late for a show mm -hmm. and then just delivered nothing <laughs> yeah and the and the show that i i mean we sat there and waited and he had this hype man this little asian baby <laughs> hype man that would come out every 30 minutes and say are y'all ready for chief keith and the whole crowd would go wild yeah. wild and then he'd be like all right well chief said y'all ain't loud enough yet so we gonna do a little more of this and then he would just proceed to play us his playlist and this went on for hours and hours. And every time he'd be like, are y'all ready for Chief? Slowly but surely, as hours passed, people were just getting pissed off. And they're yeah. like, yeah, what, what the fuck? Bring him out already. Like, where are you at, Chief Keith? Like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? Finally, Chief comes out, and he's in a white t-shirt. His beer belly is protruding from the white t-shirt. <laughs> like, he's, he looks like Homer or Hank from, uh, um, what's it called? King of the Hill. And... Um, well, dude, keep in mind, this is 2013. Yes, this was also 2013. But he was, he, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was like 17. He was 17, and he comes out, and he he stands behind his posse. His posse makes a complete wall, <laughs> which he stands behind, so we can't even see him while he's performing. His posse has more mic influence than he does. They're screaming on the mics, getting singing the song with their terrible voices, and <laughs> Chief can only manage an occasional hoobla into the microphone <laughs> as he's as he's literally yeah. falling in and out of consciousness <laughs> in the back it was the most un untalented performance <laughs> i've ever seen until this week where i think little yachty has topped him off because little yachty not only did that per batum it's almost like he was inspired by chief but he did that plus almost getting into a fight with someone in the crowd so I think I have to hand the award of shittiest concert I've ever been to to Little Yachty. Congratulations, man. You did it. <sighs> but what do you think about fucking this decline in fucking performance art? I mean, you say I don't get it. You say Chief keeps set the set the um, standard, but and I don't, like why? But why do people accept that? Because they're stupid. So do you think it's a do you think idiot. it's a societal problem where are just what we consider to be good now is just diminishing to a lower and lower bar yeah. as as a 
as South Park would say, has the bar fallen yeah. too low? The bar has been lowered. Like, I don't, like, if you go to one of those shows mm-hmm. where they just fucking play the track, they play the the entire, like, vocals of the whole song, too. And this goes for a lot of new DJs, too. You gotta know if a DJ is actually making his music or just playing Play, his music. Yeah, just because there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. I'm sorry, Scott. Keep going. You're at these shows, and 90% of the time, you can look at the person to either side of you and be like, hey, this isn't good. And they will disagree with you. They don't care that the artist doesn't say shit. They don't care that they're lip syncing the entire time. They're just, they just, they're, they're just like excited because that person, that artist is in their presence. This person that they mimic, that they aspire to be like, is just there playing that studio song that they bump in their cars and nod their heads to like fucking mindless sheep to lyrics that resonate everywhere in the hip hop industry and they never change. It's the same, same bullshit. Okay. For some reason, I don't, I don't get why they're oblivious to the fact that this artist doesn't give a fuck about their showmanship. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why the artists wouldn't care about their showmanship because pretty much all of them today rely on touring to make all their money because no one's buying their shit. They're just illegally downloading it. All their money are coming from tours. So why not try and make your shows good? I agree. So I thought that the original... the the Where this problem originated from... I first saw it in EDM, right? Like we said, it was the DJs. Unlike, because I do love some DJs, Carnage, Steve Aoki, those guys build their music and they actually are, they have performance value. But there are a lot of DJs that don't do that. They just make their music on a computer program and then simply press play for you and people eat it up. And that's where I first recognized this um, exception in decline of talent in our musicians and at first I thought it was the drug culture so stay with me here I thought that these kids were just getting so hyped up and so loaded on acid or molly or what have you shrooms whatever your fix is maybe just they're hot or they're drunk or whatever they're just so loaded that they don't care they just want to dance and have fun and listen to music which I get that to an extent you know what I mean but now I'm starting to see I'm starting to see it leak over into the rap world and the rock world where rap in the 90s used to mean something. I mean, if you listen to Tupac or Biggie or Wu-Tang Clan or um, shoot, even, even if you go on even more underground to like Gangstar, like they had meaning behind their lyrics, all of them. They, they were speaking out of oppression. They were rapping out of oppression. They were talking about real stuff that they went through. And to an extent, you some kind of can still see that in some people like Chance the Rapper is one of the few. I think he's very talented and he raps about real stuff that happens in his life. I think Gambino is one of those. There's a few. Eminem is one. Um, But for the most part, it's starting to turn into this glorified gang rap. And I feel like with that is coming this dullness and talent that people are just accepting. And now I can't even blame it on the fact that they're just high as shit. I, I just have to, like, yeah. I'm st- it's starting to worry me that maybe they just don't understand what is good music. Or maybe I'm just crazy and I don't understand good music. And I think that good music is shitty. But to me, it sounds pretty bad. And don't get me wrong, there's Yachty songs that I've listened to and I've been like, oh, this sounds great. But I'm not a fool. I know that that 
song had to be doctored and doctored. Now seeing how he actually sounds in real life and how he performs, I realized that what it took for that song to sound good was doctoring and a, a magician on a computer and not l the talent of the actual artist itself. And so the, the aura, the, you know, the beauty, the, the art of the divine is lost through that to yeah. me. It's like they're just picking this leader to be their star. And but who's picking it? Because we are. It's us. Yeah. It's the consumer. We're the ones picking these people. So why, y'all? Why do, as a society, we can't let these untalented people climb to the top of our fan? And it's the same people who complain about Trump. Well, you let him get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, I just forgot. I gotta. I mean. I mean, we've picked this bone pretty hard, so we can drop it, but I mean, are there any, like, closing, like, things you just want to sit with people and, like, have people think about on this issue? Well, or I don't think that rap itself is dead. Yes, no. it used to really matter, like, the lyrics used to really matter. And I think but it's people still... just, now, they just want to hear murder. And it's <laughs> all, hear, it's, it's becoming like country. Value. It's becoming country in the yeah. sense that it's all formulaic, you know? What, uh, somebody once said that all a country song is is three guitar chords and a good story. That's all a country song is, you know what I mean? But then it turned into just three fucking guitar chords and a story about fishing and blue jeans. You know what I mean? And that's all it takes to make a country song. Well, rap, I mean, if you rappers are trying to claim that rap's not the same, it is. Because now rap, all that is, is a shitty beat and a story about gang banging or beating up women or what have you. You know what I mean? And there's like mumble rap, like 21 Savage and shit. And who's the like one? He's literally the zebra guy or the panda guy. Designer? Designer. Yeah, he's... I saw him build it. God, he's brutal. But like, dude, <coughs> at least Designer like jumps around and stuff and has some energy. I'll give that to him. Yeah. But like, tw like whenever you go see 21 Savage, like this person literally just mumbles into a mic just real close up he's not gonna be able to do that live you're not gonna be able to hear him yeah i don't get it so he's not gonna sound good live i mean what is are you why are you listening to something that's not is the mumbling is that appealing to some people do they like the sound of that of impaired speech <laughs> yeah. like i'm not like i'm i'm legit asking I, you a question do people dig that impaired speech is that like a because some people get off on i mean i know some people who are like oh 21 savage blah, 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 and you know who exact exactly who i'm talking about yeah but, but for school, some reason they get off on that shit they're 17 year olds but i saw a lot of people who weren't 17 i saw a lot of grown people who looked like they were very cognitively functional at this uh fucking little yachty concert and i mean I was there too, but I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do a job here. I'm trying to talk about it and have people listen to this. And I also like Migos because Migos, I feel like, did put I think on Migos a better. Migos is talented, dude. They put on a way better performance, and thank God they Lil Yachty opened for them because if Lil Yachty would have closed, I think people literally would have been throwing shit up on stage because people were very turned off by him. They were just no one was. He wasn't into it, so neither was the crowd. And I think you felt the disappointment of all the people who paid to be there. Yeah.